What's up, Anchor Pete's and Star Wars fans? Anchor Pete here, and I am with my good friend Brian. Uh, last episode, we talked about the Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows that were going to be coming out through Disney with the Disney Expo that just happened this week. And um, now we're going to talk about the other interesting news from that Expo. We're going to talk about the Star Wars content. So, Brian, you ready to talk about some Star Wars? Let's do it. Yes. Just, just uh, to get the ball rolling, Brian, what is your favorite part of Star Wars? Oh, my God. My favorite part of Star Wars? Um, so I, like to, I like to start shows off and just ask a person a really deep question right at the bat and then have just awkward silence. <laughs> like, no, I haven't. Um, my favorite thing in Star Wars was the, the PC TIE Fighter game, uh, which came out in the 90s. It was it was a flight sim game and it had this like crazy story where you like join like the inner circle of the emperor and i just loved the game and um they recently came out with a, a a very similar game which i haven't finished um just called uh squadrons and it's really good and it's very reminiscent of those old flight sim games oh man yeah i uh, i don't have any kind of modern gaming system but i will say that I see that Squadrons game, like I see footage from it. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could play this. It looks I'm terrible at it. <laughs> really? Yeah. We are gonna do the same rating system that we did during our Marvel video. If you guys haven't seen that video, go and click on over on it and check that one out. It's a lot of fun. But uh, the rating system is gonna be the Marvel rating system. So <laughs> if Brian or I are really interested in seeing this show or movie, we're gonna rate it at an Awatu which is the watcher. So it's like, I have to watch this. Uh, if we're kind of middle ground, then we're going to choose Happy Hogan. And that's, eh, I'm okay if I see it or if I don't see it. And then last but not least, if we're not interested, then we're going to pick Daredevil. And that just means that we're okay not seeing this. First, right off the bat, we are talking about Kenobi. Or is it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Um, you know, I don't know if it's Kenobi or Obi-Wan Kenobi, but either way, we get the, we get the gist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the trailer for it is just like the title going across. And I'm, I think the title might actually say Obi-Wan Kenobi. So anyway, so for Kenobi, it's a TV show. And the big news during the expo was that Hayden Christensen is going to be back. You know, it's funny that like, you know, we, we a lot of us look back on the prequels and we, we kind of poke fun at Hayden Christensen's wooden acting and the lack of chemistry with between him and Natalie Portman. But I... I heard that he's coming back as Darth Vader. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of excited about it. You know, I, I don't like, I'm all about the redemption, you know, of, of, of actors. One thing that's amazing about Star Wars media in general, especially the comics and the novels, is that they can redeem the stuff that we don't like from the movies. And when we were growing up, the, the um, prequels were redeemed by the novels and by the comics. And then eventually the Clone Wars TV show. And They've made Anakin like a million times more compelling in the comics and the novels and, and the cartoon as well. So I'm ready for a live action version of that. So just like what you said too. Yeah. It's eight episodes. It all takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, right? Yes, yes, yes. And they were even hinting that like there might be a rematch between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. And I'm assuming that they're talking like that maybe Obi-Wan might have some sort of like vision and then it'll be like the um, Hayden Christensen Darth Vader, not like the suit Darth Vader, you know? I, I, uh, well, no, he's he's full on suit Vader. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is 
I've always taken it like they fight and Obi-Wan cuts off his limbs and he's burned and then he Obi-Wan does not see him until they're on the Death Star. I always take it like that. Yeah, I, I think like I like that better. Yeah, yeah. So I, what I'm saying is like in Revenge of the Sith, he goes around calling himself Darth Vader while he still looks like Anakin, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking that Obi-Wan might have some kind of weird vision or something where he like dreams that he's fighting him. I think that's what's going to happen. Plus also, I mean, why get Hayden Christensen back if he's going to, you know, if it's if the character's going to be in a mask the whole time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't like to plug the Star Wars comics too much because there's two things. One is that they, they steal a lot of artwork from fans and like use it as the artwork of the ships and stuff in the Marvel comics. Yeah, I know. It's pretty lame. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite YouTubers, this guy named Eckhart's Ladder, and he um, just does these videos where they show the artwork they steal for the Marvel comics, right? So I don't like to promote that. But the other thing is it's, it's um, kind of random. It could be like very, very good or it could be just kind of mediocre. And the very, very good Star Wars comics have almost always been the Darth Vader comic. And so yeah. you get a lot of Anakin stuff in that. So if you ever want to check that out, I think it's definitely worth the read. I think I have a bunch of the issues and I just haven't got around to reading them. Yeah, yeah. Like Charles Soule is writing it right now. And then at one point, Kieran Gillen was writing it. Or no, wait. I might be full of shit. Uh, Charles Soule did write it, and now Greg Pak is on it. But, okay. but Kieran Gillen started, so it was really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so what are you going to rate that, then, with the, our Uatu? Uh, um, it's going to be an Uatu for me, because uh, Obi-Wan was always one of my favorite characters, even before the prequels, and I've always liked Hugh McGregor as well, and uh, I, I'm just, I'd be excited to see, you know, how he went from Revenge of the Sith to, you know, a new hope. Yeah. Well, one thing like in Star Wars fandom that they've kind of joked about recently on Twitter and stuff is how characters that aren't really that old are always talked about as if they're super old. Right? Oh, you know this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like um, Obi-Wan though, when you look at him in the uh, New Hope, he looks like he's like, I don't know, maybe 70 something or 60 something at the youngest. Uh, yeah. But he's only going to be like probably like in his 50s, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, I guess for me, I would put it's in Uatu as well because I love Ewan McGregor too. I think I've actually started to love Ewan McGregor even more because he's been in like Fargo recently. I thought he was really good in Harley, in uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, I just I just love him in general. Um, and then yeah, his portrayal of Obi Wan is excellent. Um, and and then yeah, I'd like to see like you said Hayden Christian be re redeemed. Yes. I feel like Star Wars in itself is being redeemed right now. See, like, I, I kind of texted you this before. It, it, it feels like they're moving away from the sequel material with, like, let's say, The First Order and Rey and all that kind of stuff. And they're moving into, like, adapting the Expanded Universe stuff, which for people that... Their own version of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're doing their own spin. And just if for anyone that's a casual Star Wars fan, Expanded Universe is basically, like, the content they started after Return of the Jedi... And it went all the way up until Disney purchased Lucasfilm. And so there's hundreds of novels, there's video games, there's comic books, there's, there's uh, cartoons. It, it, the Clone Wars starts out in the expanded universe, but then they say that that's considered canon. And so when Disney took over, um, all the stories follow the canon now and they all are tied together. So um, what I was trying to say though, is that I feel like they're, they're kind of trying to like work the expanded universe stuff into the canon in their own way like you said and i'm digging yeah it. i agree with that 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, like reintroducing Boba Fett. Boba Fett came back in the expanded universe, had a whole bunch of adventures. Uh, one of the main characters or the standout characters in the expanded universe was Grand Admiral Thrawn. And he is in the Rebels cartoon. And he is also now, as spoilers, they're going to have him in the Mandalorian in some capacity. I am familiar with the character enough that I, you know, I recognize him and I, I realize the excitement when, you know, hearing that name, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, he is this really interesting character because he's super smart. He's not like straight up evil like the Emperor or Darth Vader even, um, but he is very much into order and control. And um, he's this calculating enemy. And it looks like these other shows, which I'm about to mention right now, Rangers of the New Republic and Ashoka are gonna sync up with the Mandalorian. And who knows, maybe eventually Thrawn is gonna be the big bad of all three of those shows. I, I feel, well, uh, Ahsoka, I, I, I understand, is a limited series as well. Okay, okay. So clearly her goal is to find him. Yeah. And I, I, guess, I guess it's not super clear on, on the timeline of, uh, of where this takes place and where you last saw Ahsoka in uh, Rebels. Right. Um, but I imagine that you're going to see him pop up there first, probably. Yeah, and then if that's limited, then I mean maybe he, he carries over to the other shows as well. Yeah, and like I, I I've referenced uh, Eckhart's Ladder already, um, but one point that he made that I thought was really good was that it kind of doesn't fit to have the Mandalorian like go up against Thrawn because they're they're not really the same type of story, you know. Yeah. So so maybe he might just be like a background villain, or maybe he might kind of end up recruiting a villain that would be more like a Mandalorian type enemy. I, I just feel like Grand Admiral Thrawn might end up just like kind of sending people that kind of fit the niche that those characters fit. Like, so Ahsoka will have kind of like Jedi related characters. And then these Rangers, I think will probably have more like Mandalorian type enemies, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious what the, the, the Ranger show would entail. Um, I feel like that's the, the one I have the least idea about. Yeah, I mean, there's rumors that it, it's going to be mainly Star, uh, Cara Dune, or not, depending on people's, you know, desire to cancel her. Um, so, like, for each of those projects, right, for Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, and the, I guess, like, the continuation of The Mandalorian, how do you rate each of those? Well, um, obviously, The Mandalorian I'm is going to be in Uatu. Um, Ahsoka is also going to be in Uatu, um, because, like I said, I feel like we're going to see Thrawn, and it's going to be limited, so I feel like it's going to have some purpose. Um, and for Rangers of the New Republic, uh, it's going to be a happy Hogan because I, I, we don't know enough about it. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's really a wait and see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd say for Ahsoka, same as you, man. Uatu. Um, for the Rangers of the New Republic, I'm actually going to say an Uatu as well, unless it's like really cheesy, you can tell from the trailers. Yeah. But like, one of the things that really bothered me was how they just blew up the New Republic in, um, you know, Force Awakens, right? And it's yeah. like all that expanded universe stuff I was talking about, like that's all about the New Republic, like forming and trying to hold itself together. And just like once Force Awakens comes by, it's like, well, we just killed everybody. Yeah, they're gone again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to see them trying to like rebuild it like they did it in the expanded universe. 
And but at the same time, then it's it's just being rebuilt just to be. It's still it's not going to change that they get blown up. Right. You know? Good point. Good point. Good point. It, like I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like what I was talking about before with it being like that they can redeem stuff that's in the uh, prequels, right? With yeah. The expanded universe. I feel like that's what they're going to do now with the sequels. They're going to have these TV shows. They're going to have these books. They're going to have comics, and it's all going to make the sequel stuff way better. So, so one person we haven't mentioned is Dave Filoni, right? And Dave Filoni is like this sort of behind the scenes. He's like almost like a Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm or like Star Wars, I guess. Um, and I know we have Kathleen Kennedy, but he's kind of like another big person there. Um, and I think that, you know, he was the main driving force behind the Clone Wars. And now he's going to, you know, push this show too. And um like it, it's it's awesome that this lore could kind of become the new backbone for Star Wars, you know, that like this stuff with like Ahsoka, which is his character, right? He made Ahsoka, and then like the the Clone Wars, like legacy, you know, I, I think that that'd be really cool to kind of be the backbone of Star Wars moving forward, because it's like it feels like they're finally starting to make it like Marvel. And so many people, there are so many videos where they're like, Star Wars can never be like Marvel. You can't connect it all like Marvel. It's not supposed to be like that. But I feel like once it you get rid of- It should be. It shouldn't be? No, I feel like it should be. I mean, this is like what? Right. And that's what I'm saying is that like, um, once you get the Skywalker saga stuff out of the way, which they've done now, it's yeah. like, then you can start to connect it like Marvel, you know? Because yeah. it doesn't have to be this whole, like there's this one chosen Jedi or like there's this one Sith. Right. Yeah. No. If you really look at the Skywalker saga, it, it, it is a very narrow view of this universe. There is so much. I mean, just think about how many like weird looking aliens there are. In every single planet you go to, there's you know thirty different things you've never seen before. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there has to be. There's so much room to play in in a in a universe where you know there's there really isn't uh, like our known reality. You know, it's. It could be anything. There's no basis in reality. Like superheroes and Marvel, like it's based in reality somewhat, you know, because it's there's still America and there's still Earth and all that. But none of that's there. So they can do whatever the hell they want. Yes, yes, yes. And, and so I, I really think that's what they're going to do moving forward. It, it kind of felt like they had some missteps with the sequel trilogy. It's like, I don't know exactly what they were doing. I'm actually a fan of the sequel trilogy, but um, I, I know it has flaws. But I, yeah. I feel like the fact that like that you had different directors and then they didn't seem to be in communication or like working towards the same story that really made the sequel trilogy suffer um whereas this new stuff it seems like dave filoni is really the kevin feige of this you know yeah it, it definitely seems to be a little more on the collaborative side uh yeah. so far the, yeah. the, but they've done created more recently and i think with the connective tissue like you know ming na wen's character in the mandalorian totally forgetting her name i'm, I'm really sucking with names tonight but like uh Femic? Sure. I was just going to make up a random Star Wars name, like Gundan Dinvan, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I'm pretty sure she's in that Bad Batch trailer. I had to rewatch it again because I, I, I did not notice her, but I, I, I'll take your word for it. Pretty sure she's, like, jumping around sniping people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check it out. So, uh, how do you feel about the Bad Batch, then, with our rating scale? Um, I... I, I want to say it's going to be in a walkthrough, but I feel like I have to do my homework first. So I, I have to watch everything beforehand. Yes. So thankfully I have Disney Plus, so uh, I'll have to get on that sooner. Right yeah, man. I, uh, I've only seen a little bit of the Clone Wars, but I'm starting to watch it with my daughter. 
pepper. And so um, I'm just going to go like Clone Wars, Rebels, and then I guess I'll go to, well, no, I'll go Clone Wars and probably Bad Batch will be out and then I'll watch that. And then Rebels, you know? Yeah. So. I'll probably do something similar. Um, but my son loves watching Mandalorian with us every week. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm sure he'll be right on board with it. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. So uh, let's take a little shift from there and let's go to Andor, which is uh, a series based on Cassian Andor from Rogue One. And um, that's supposed to come out in 2000. For Andor, I would actually say that I am Happy Hogan too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree there. I, I don't, um, I'm not 100% sure why they're making this show. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Rogue One. Yeah, uh, I, I thought I, I, I like the fact that it was basically just a one-off standalone movie, and it, it so nicely fit in you know in the established continuity. But I don't exactly know why they need to show this, and I'm curious as to where it's going to lead to. Yeah, and again, I don't know if this is a continuing thing or if it's a. I mean, I, I guess it has to be a finite in some regard because obviously he dies in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the one thing that has me excited about it is I uh, I love Alan Tudyk and he was the voice of K2SO so that kind of gives it a little bit of an edge yeah but I, I'm I'm in I'm in Happy Hogan for that okay yeah all right well I, I kind of feel like with Star Wars essentially if you have any kind of character that stands out with this new formula they're like oh we could put them in some kind of media and then they kind of test the waters and see how fans react to just the suggestion of it and then if fans are on board especially if it's a more diverse character like if it's a person that's not like a white male i think that like they're real excited to push that forward and i'm i'm all yeah. on board for that too you know because you need some more diversity in star wars absolutely um, um so like with, with Andor, like you said i don't know if there's like a lot you could do or like where are you going to go with this but i feel like what happens is they announce it, and that maybe when they're making it, they kind of realize, oh, we could do this interesting thing with him, or we could introduce this new concept, and then they just kind of build off of that, right? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it'll come up something cool with it. But I mean, it's uh, my my excitement level is kind of just medium. Yeah, yeah. So um, one thing that I do have a high excitement level for is a show called The Alphalite. Have you heard about that one? The Alphalite, yeah. Yeah, so, this this is a this is a this is an Iwati for me. Um, just based, we we literally have what one sentence of description of it, but just it's like they mentioned uh, it's a totally different time period. It's the High Republic, yes. something we have not seen very much of. So that sounds super interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, it's a different time period. And I think the other thing that was in that sentence was that it's like a dark side user, right? Or did they like, or is that just speculative? yeah? I, you hear acolyte, you kind of think that's something a little more nefarious so uh, yeah I, I think you're right yeah and, and even if you look at the logo the logo is like the the word alkalite and it's like it's got a, a slash across it like from a lightsaber it's also red yeah it's also <laughs> red right exactly and red means bad in star wars right so yes <laughs> um the high republic era is interesting to me because um charles soul who's this great writer this great comic book writer that we both like he um has written the first High Republic era book, and that's coming out soon. And I'm probably going to read it when it comes out. Um, but it's a different time period for Star Wars. It's before the time period of the Clone Wars. So it's before, I think Yoda would, might still be around, but it's like before the rest of the Jedi and before Dark City or anything like that. So 
I'm very interested to see, like, who is this an acolyte of, right? Is it a Sith? And I think it's really interesting to have a live action TV show of a dark side user because we've never seen anything like that ever. And I keep thinking about this too, that, uh, you know, there was, I don't know what the, the movie plans are for Star Wars now. They, they, they kind of had some ideas that, that were thrown around and uh, based on various creators, I think they were going to have a show with, uh, I'm sorry, a, a, a trilogy with the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. I think Ryan Johnson was going to have his own trilogy as well. I don't know the stats of those, but I feel like one of those things was supposed to be just a completely different time period of than what we've seen. And that that excited me. It was just, you know, just it was something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Like when you grow up, you don't think that, you think when they talk about a, a project being stopped, you think, oh, that's it. They, they're not putting any more money. They're not putting any more thought into it. But the more you do research on things, you find out that they just like cannibalize these ideas. Yep. And so I don't know if like the High Republic stuff, some of it's taken from the Game of Thrones guys idea. If some of it's taken from uh, Ryan Johnson, because he's supposed to have another trilogy too. Yep. You know, and so, yeah, it, it's real interesting how you think that ideas are squelched once the creator's taken off of it. But if it's like a property like Star Wars, they can just put it into something else. Yeah, they obviously own the IP and all that. Uh, and I mean, I think even Obi Wan was rumored to be removed first before they had this TV announcement. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I guess we're we're both Uatu about the alkali. Yeah, that's probably the thing I'm most excited about. Nice. Can I can I guess what you're going to be on for this next one? Of course. Okay. Okay. So so it's a droid story, and I'm going to think that you are Daredevil about a droid story. Yeah, probably. I, I believe this is going to I feel like this is supposed to be aimed more at a younger audience. Okay. Um, if not, maybe. I mean, I, I do like, you know, C3PO and R2, and it's supposed to be a, a, another new character that's going to be the main character. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, th maybe this is the I am Groot of, of the Star Wars announcements, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, the next one is Lando. Now, how are you feeling about that one? Okay, so it's it's not immediately clear if this is a Donald Glover Lando or this is a Billy Dee Williams Lando. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even sure either way which one would sound better to me. Yeah. But based on, uh, again, like, you don't know when it is. You don't know where it's taking place or anything like that. You don't even know which actor it is. So it's like, it, it, it's got to be a happy ending for now because there's this the, the general lack of information. Yeah, um, I I really couldn't tell you which one I would sound better to me. Is really? It, is, it, is it post? I don't know. Because like I feel like a Donald Glover one would be like leaps and bounds more exciting than like you know Billy D. Williams. I, love I guess Billy he's younger. Billy D. Williams really probably can't do very much. Yeah. Like does he walk around with a cane and stuff? And like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it, it, it's got to be a Donald Glover one, but but. It's weird that they didn't mention that, you know? Yeah. So that means, I mean, we know he's kind of like, um, he's kind of like that, has that artist mentality where, you know, he, he likes to move on and do different things. So maybe he doesn't want to do it. Um, and they're either in negotiations or they're willing to, you know, potentially, potentially going to recast it. Yeah. I, oh, okay. Well, that would be a shame because I thought he did a fantastic job as Lando. You know? You know what? Um, I did like him in in solo. Yeah, but and, but I I felt he was overhyped. Like I felt everyone said they loved Lando so much. 
But I honestly thought the guy playing Han was better oh, as, yeah. as a stand-in for Han than he was for a stand-in for Lando. Yeah, like he was, yeah. He was a little much, I guess. And I was very, always very surprised at that. Yeah. Well, you know what? That, I'm glad you brought up uh, Solo because, like, speaking of cannibalizing ideas, maybe what they were planning on doing with Solo, they're going to put sequel to that. Lando yeah, there, there's a lot of it was a lot of threads hanging from that at the end of that movie. So I mean, it's very possible they could uh, they could follow up with something like that. Yeah. But are they going to get? Uh, are they going to be able to get Amelia Clark or or um, uh, was it Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany was the villain, right? Never he died. He did die. That's right. He did die. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Darth Maul. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. Like connective tissue stuff, man. I'm yeah. Old. So th yeah, th that that could be cool. That actually does sound kind of cool. All right. So maybe this is a new option. There you go. Turned it around. You you've turned it around for me. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me turn it down again then. Going into Star Wars Visions. How do you feel about that? One? I don't think I even know what this is exactly. Is it like? Is this like an anthology? It's like the Animatrix, but for Star Wars. It's like uh, okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. Is this is this like like Japanese animation? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I want to see this now. You, oh okay, okay. I, I love I, I love the Animatrix. I love anthology stuff. I love seeing different takes. It's almost like a what if sort of, but it's just more of a stylistic what if rather than a narrative what if. Um, well put. I I I'm interested in this. Especially, yeah. I, I, I still, even though I'm almost 40 year old man, I, I still like anime to a degree. So, oh, yeah, dude, come on, anime is awesome. I, yeah, I'm sure it'll be like exciting to watch and it'll be fun in the moment. But for me, for Star Wars, so much of it is the lore, you know, yeah. and, and the, the world building, like you said before. So, for me, I'm not gonna say it's a daredevil, but it's definitely a happy Hogan for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that uh, it depends if, if they're gonna just kind of. Put a spin on existing things or if they're going to tell some like expanded or original stories in it yeah i guess like maybe i'm more interested in that than if they're just like oh we're, we're gonna put we're gonna make a, an anime version of empire strikes back and, and tell it in 15 minutes yeah like i uh, i think i've actually seen that. what like i think they've actually made things like that too like i've seen that oh yeah like, i have not seen that yeah like I've seen like sort of like anime versions of like specific Star Wars scenes and it looks cool, but it's yeah. just like what you're saying. It's just kind of like, okay, well that was- Rehash, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. But if they're gonna expand on a character that, that it was like a background character and give them their own little story or um, tell something completely original, you know, and make yeah. an original character, like I'd be interested to see that in that animation style. Okay, well put. So that one is Uatu or Happy Hogan? What do you got for that one? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a Nuatu. I came into this thinking I was gonna be a lot like a lot less interested than yeah. the Marvel stuff, but I'm I'm wrong. Yeah, so the, I only got two more. Let's do the uh, the one that we know the least about first, and that is uh, Taika Waititi's unnamed Star Wars project. Did they even announce that? I don't remember seeing that announcement. <laughs> I don't um, know. It's just like the logo, and it looks like like Star Wars from like the seventies, kind of like comic book logo. That's all. Oh, the comic, interesting. Uh, based on the fact of how much I, I love Thor Ragnarok, and uh, I've been watching what we do in the shadows. Oh. I mean, I, I know he's not he's not really in that, but anymore. Show, but he created it and all that. Yeah, uh, I'll watch anything he makes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's in a lot too. Uh, just based on that alone. Damn, okay. 
Okay. I, uh, I'm going to actually say it's a happy Hogan for me because I, I love what we do in the shadows. I love Thor Ragnarok, but, um, I love his episode of Mandalorian. Oh shit. He made that. And then, and then his, his, his vote, his uh, voice for, uh, IG 11. All right. All right. Never mind. All right. It's a Watu 2 for me then. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Man, they got us hooked, don't they? They're like, we, we knew it. Yeah. You fucking, you pasty white boys with your, your Transformer shirts, you know, and your beards. We know what you want. <laughs> you want New Zealander men. Yeah. Boys and funny characters. <laughs> He's got some funny hair. You'll like it. All right. Well, so we got one left. I'm guessing based on what we're saying that we're is gonna be Watu for both of us. But it is it's Rogue's Ponder. Oh my god, yes. We said mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Um weird intro to it. I mean, I I get the idea behind it. I mean it was like it was cool that you was roller skating. I play hockey, I don't like skates and all that. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. Someone's skating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I share her sentiment. I, I I've always loved the the pilot stuff. And that, uh, and I would love to see a, a movie focused on that, just like I, you know, those games I used to play and, and the Squadrons game I'm playing now. Um, yeah, hundred percent, the Watu on there. Nice, nice. I, I feel the exact same way. And um, with the expanded universe, one of the things that they really did that was excellent was they had Rogue Squadron books, and there was like a whole books. There was tons of them, and a lot of them were written by uh, Michael Stackpole. And uh, Aaron Alston, who he, he's deceased, but he wrote a whole bunch of them. And they were about Wedge and a whole bunch of other pilots. And they, they made all these interesting pilot characters from all different races. And you weren't like with this narrow focus, like you were talking about before with the Skywalker saga, you know, there's all these different things going on with all these different planets. And um, they had all these little adventures. It, it really plays up the sort of, uh, Flash Gordon kind of aspect of Star Wars, where it's just like regular humans, not people using the Force, you know, planet hopping and having little adventures. It's great. The impression that I got is, I wonder if this changes your mind at all. Is uh -oh. that, I wonder if this changes your mind. I don't feel this is going to be like a Wedge Antilles and the existing Rogue Squadron. I feel like this is going to be a completely new set of characters. Yes. Maybe a nod or something too, maybe a cameo. I mean, I'm not ruling that out. But I feel like this is going to be more original than anything else. I think like in between uh, Return of the Jedi and um, Rise of Skywalker, I don't think there is a Rogue Squadron at all, right? Yeah. So it would be kind of like the New Republic starting again, and we have Rogue Squadron for this, if it's after the, se the sequel trilogy, right? Um, in a Rogue Squadron in the, the sequel trilogy? No. He is. It's something different. They, they, they call them something else. They're not, they're not Rogue Squadron. Yeah. And um, the thing is, I would actually be kind of let down if it was the, during the original trilogy time. You know, and, and first of all, they couldn't do it during the original trilogy time unless it's like pre... Um, well, they couldn't do it during the original trilogy time because the, the idea of Rogue Squadron happens after Rogue One, right? And then you don't have Rogue Squadron, I don't think, at all in the sequel trilogy. So you'd have to have Luke in Rogue Squadron if it's excellent the, point. You know, so so I, and there's probably Star Wars fans are sitting there being like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, <laughs> there's a Rogue Squadron in this Poe Dameron comic. Go back to your Transformers. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bearded idiot. But you know, <laughs> like, um, I could be completely wrong, but I, I think that like you can't really have Rogue Squadron without Luke, right? Yeah, I, I agree that 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 definitely puts a um, a spin on it there. And also, I, I just I like the idea of moving forward. You know, yes, yes. Um, yes. I, I I think that's something that uh, you know with Star Trek too. I mean, prior to Discovery. You know, they, they hadn't advanced the timeline in like 20 years. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want to see things continue. I, I want to know that there's still more story to tell. And then we're not just always going to be filling in gaps. Yeah. And, and, and it's a really good point you made with Discovery, because even that's not moving the timeline forward until the newest season where they jump to the future. Yeah. But uh, Discovery was essentially during the Kirk time, right? So it's only with Picard really pre-curve time really yeah um, yeah you're right i i did mean picard but yes also the the, the later seasons of discovery uh, as well yeah yeah so it, it looks like in general we are excited about star wars and you know we obviously we, we want these things to succeed so we we get more of these things like right now that that's the only confirmed star wars movie in production like everything else is still speculative or on the back burner as yeah. far as we know so obviously we want that to do good so we can get more star wars movies but that also kind of brings the point is is uh of you know i've seen fans mention that it's a little overwhelming how much they announced yeah. and is 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 fatigue gonna set in has fatigue already set in yeah yeah um based on the the sequel trilogy uh so it, i guess i mean they definitely hit a few bumps with uh rise of skywalker yeah but they recovered really nicely with mandalorian so yeah um is is 10 is 10 tv shows in three years too much or <laughs> you know or is it just right it, it's all based upon the quality or is it too little <laughs> no no it's definitely not too little it's definitely not too little um yeah it's for me like a guy that's loved star wars pretty much his entire life um all, all we needed was that Mandalorian and all of a sudden, you know, Boba Fett's back and Ahsoka is talking about Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, well, dude, well, thank you for talking about a bunch of Star Wars shit with me this time now. Absolutely, anytime, man. Yeah, and um, I, I would love for you to come back so that we could talk about uh, Transformers Earth. Yeah, come on real soon. Yeah, <laughs> cool. So we'll watch that. And so until then, I'll, I'll see you soon. All right, later. Thanks.